Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to Him, for God is our refuge. Well, good morning, Orchard Church. Good to see everyone this morning. Who could use some great news this morning? Some fun, exciting news. Um, before we go into our message today, we have a treat for you today. Um, our church plant catalyst is going to be speaking for us this morning. His name is Ryan Singleton. He also heads up our student ministries, doing a fantastic job with that. So he's going to continue our uh, series called Come to Worship. But before that, let me give you some great news this morning. You may notice in your newsletter, um, every week we give you guys an update how much money has actually come in of our $2.5 million that was committed to our new building. And last week we reached the $1 million mark that we have received. So can we celebrate that? Because of your faithful generosity in our legacy building campaign, as well as those of you giving your tithes and offerings, because a portion of that helps us as well. Uh, we've been able to continue to move forward with our building, and so here's some exciting news. On Tuesday night, the city of Brighton unanimously approved the final plans for Orchard Church's building. That was a major milestone, so we praise God for that. And that was the last major step in getting our building permit. We have our grading permit. Uh, they've got a couple of weeks left of site work and grading, but then we need our full building permit. And so we're hoping to have that uh, this week. Just a couple of minor things are working out, so we should have that uh, very soon and just be able to continue the work uh, forward. It was really exciting as we got the plans approved at the city, and I was standing before city council, and they gave an opportunity for city council to say a few words, and a couple of them were saying, hey, would you just thank Orchard Church for choosing Brighton? We are so so thrilled to have you in this community for years to come and that was awesome really cool really cool so when you guys came in something else I want to tell you about that's really special when you came in how many of you guys got a little white card like this okay I know the host team was telling you this was like you know you could buy a dollar coke at McDonald's with these but um, there's actually something else we're doing with these I hope you'll take these out right now here's what we're asking you to do um, they actually have already started digging the footers for the foundation of our building and uh, next week they're gonna be pouring the footers and the foundation uh, for a new building and so what we'd like to do we want our church to be built on the foundation of God's Word and our prayer prayers. Amen. So we're asking you guys today to put a, a verse, your favorite verse or a verse of dedication or a prayer on this card. Turn these into the offering bucket at the end of service. We're going to collect all these and we're going to pour these into the foundation of our new building, our prayers and the word of God. So, so you're going to be a part of this building in that way. So fill those out today, drop them in the offering bucket. But right now, I don't want to take too much of his time. Would you guys help me welcome to the stage, Ryan Singleton. <laughs> Awesome. Well, good morning, Orchard Church. Um, if you guys would do me a favor, go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Psalm 62, verse 8. That's where we're going to start off this morning. Uh, but as you're turning there, um, I just wanted to, to say to everybody here this morning, uh, thank you so much for your prayers. As many of you know, uh, myself and seven others were in Haiti this past week on a mission trip um, from Orchard Church. And uh, not only uh, thank you so much for all of your prayers uh, for us. I mean, obviously, I got back okay. The rest of the team got back okay. Uh, there were definitely some sketchy moments. They don't have any lanes in the intersections. It's just kind of every man for themselves. Uh, but I also wanted to thank you so much 
much for filling all the different shoe boxes that you, uh, our church, was able to send with us. Um, we had, uh, it was probably around 440 shoe boxes, and, and packed in those shoe boxes was humanitarian aid and, and was uh, gifts for the kids that were there, uh, toothbrushes and toothpaste. Um, so thank you so much um, for taking the time to fill those shoe boxes. Um, I, I'm going to talk about Haiti, you know, a little bit later, but um, just to kind of sum it up real quick for you, that mission trip was absolutely life-changing, um, not just for the kids and the people that we were able to impact, but also for myself and the seven others that went with us. So thank you so, so much. Um, it's, it was so awesome and such a blessing to be able to be sent by Orchard Church to do that. Um, but uh, as Doug was saying, we're continuing on in our series today, Come to Worship. Um, and this series has been following, as many of you guys know, the wise men who were coming to worship Jesus when he was born into this world as the Savior of all of mankind. Um, and just to do a quick little review, you might remember two weeks ago, um, the message, Pastor Doug did a great job. Um, he did a message on lifting up our holy hands. And so we did that in all three of these services where we lifted up our hands to God and we worshiped him together. And then last Last week, um, Pastor Doug gave the message about giving our gifts to God. And all of these, these are so important because these are our acts of worship to God. Well, today, we're going to go over the third part, and that is pouring out our hearts to God. Pouring out our hearts to God as an act of worship. I mean, the Bible says that man looks at the outward appearance, right? But what does God look at? He looks at the heart. God looks at the heart, and that's the most important thing. So when we're worshiping God, we need to make sure that our hearts are right. And we need to make sure that we are being real with God and we're pouring out our hearts to him. And uh, when you think of pouring out our hearts, I mean, this is something that's very normal to us, if you really think about it. I mean, maybe it's a relationship, you know, that, that you're in or you want to get in, and so you go to the hottie with the body, you know, or the cutie with the booty, and so what do you tell them? You pour out your hearts to them, and you let them know, man, I love you so much, you know, I, I think the world of you, you know, I love you to the moon and back, you know, whatever, whatever awesome line that you have. Or, or maybe it's, uh, it has to do with the friendship. And maybe in your life, you know, you really experienced, you know, some hardship at a particular time. And one of your friends or one of your family members, man, they were just there for you no matter what. And so you, you sit across from them and you just pour out your gratitude to them. And, and you find yourself pouring out your heart to them. Man, thank you so much for doing that. Maybe it's venting. You know, I think we've all vented a little bit in our lives. And maybe you're sitting across the way from your friend and you're just pouring out your heart and laying out all of your complaints to them. Uh, maybe you don't have, you know, somebody across from you. Maybe you're on your computer and you're doing that one thing that all of us can't stand, Facebook venting, you know? Ew. <laughs> and so you're Facebook venting and you're, you know, it's so long that you can't even read it. Just in one read, you have to click the see more button, you know, and then all of a sudden a whole novel opens up. And, and, and you know, you find yourself pouring out your heart in that way. We, we've all done it. I mean, right? I mean, how, by a show of hands, how many of you guys at one point in time in your life or another have poured out your heart to someone or something. Yeah, absolutely. I think all of our hands are raised. And so today, our goal is to pour out our hearts to God. It's to let God know exactly how we feel. To be real with God, not to hold anything back. And today, I mean, maybe things are going really great for you. Maybe things are really good and you find yourself very blessed. I want to encourage you to pour out your heart to God. Let him know that things are going good. Let him know how much you appreciate everything that he's done for you. Maybe for you, you're kind of on cruise control, and things are a little bit bland. It's not necessarily good. It's not necessarily bad. I encourage you, pour out your heart to God. Just pour out your heart. Let him know exactly where you're at. Or maybe for you this morning, 
things aren't going so good. I mean, you know, they say that this is supposed to be the most wonderful time of year, but for you, it's the most difficult time of year. And for you, most importantly, I'd encourage you and I'd challenge you, pour out your heart to God. Let God know where you're at. Let God know how you feel. Because God is near to the brokenhearted and God is near to those who pour out their heart to him. And so in talking about the heart, I can't think of a better person in the Bible than David. I mean, this is David, you know, the David, David and Goliath, David. This is a man that God calls, man, that's a man after my own heart. And so I wanted to read, uh, to start off this morning, a few verses from David in Psalm 62, verse 8. Um, David goes, go ahead and he says these things in verse 8. He says, oh, my people, trust in him at all times. I want to stop right there just for a moment. I love how he specifies and says, at all times. It's not just in the good. It's not just on cruise control. It's not just in the bad. At all times. And he goes on to say this, and say it with me, church. Pour out your heart to him, to God. Why? For God is our refuge. Um, Turn with me in your Bibles just a few pages over, and we're going to take a look at another verse from David as well. It's Psalm 142. And we're going to take a look at verse, verses two, 2 and 5. Um, this is a time in David's life where he was hiding in a cave. Um, King Saul was out to get him. King Saul wanted to take his life. And so David found himself hiding in a cave. And then he prays this prayer. This is what, what he says. And it's starting in verse 2. I, what church? I pour out my complaints before him. And I tell God all of my troubles. See, I love that. I mean, he lets God know exactly where he's at. He lets God have it, in a sense. He lets him know all of his complaints. He pours out his heart to God. And then moving on, verse 5, says, Then I pray to you, O Lord, I say, you are my place of refuge. You are all that I really want in life. Man, isn't it nice to have a place of refuge in your life? I mean, how many of us, you know, growing up, maybe as a kid, you had a place of refuge, you had a safe place to go to. I mean, for me, um, my safe place, and I know it sounds so weird, but it was underneath the covers of my bed. Um, you know, like I would, I would start to see something moving in the dark, I'd start to get scared, and so I'd put the covers real quick over my head, and for whatever reason, I felt like there was this supernatural seal, you know, that like protected me from the monsters that were lurking in the dark, and we all know that that's not true, but, but maybe, you know, growing up, you had a safe place. Maybe for you, it wasn't a safe place, maybe it was a safe person. I know for me, it was my mom. I would always run and cry and, and you know, go to my mom. For my kids, I would say it's both. I would say that my kids' place of refuge is both a place and people. The place is our bedroom, and it's usually at 3 a.m. in the morning, right, when we're in the midst of sleeping. (laughs) And so they come in, you know, and and I'm always kind of cranky. I'm like, what? No, go to bed, you know, go, go. And sometimes we end up with two kids. You know, we have three kids, four years old and younger, so sometimes we have two kids in the bed with us, and I have a foot here, you know, and another arm here. But, But they come to us, well, why? Because they're scared. They, they, you know, they come in the room, and I'm like, okay, well, well what's wrong? Why, why are you scared? And they usually, you know, are, are able to tell us, okay, well, I'm scared of this, or I'm scared of that, or maybe they saw something on TV, and that's why they're scared. And any good father, they're not going to be like, all right, well, you know, tough it out, and you just push them on the floor. No, instead, my reaction is to open up my arms, you know, to, to embrace my son, to embrace my daughter. Well, why? Because I realize that for me, I mean, or for them, I am a place of refuge for them. 
Our bedroom, you know, is a place of refuge. It's a place where they go to and they feel safe and they pour out their hearts. They pour out their hearts and they let us know exactly what they're going through and why they are scared. And so then I'm able to hold on to them and, and assure them, hey, everything is going to be okay. Well, same way, God is our refuge, amen? God is our safe place. This world can be tough, right? This world can really be tough. And so we can run away from the world and we can run to God. We can go to him and we can pour out our heart to him because he is safe. We can go to him and he's going to listen and he's going to hear our hearts. And so I wanted to go uh, give you uh, this morning two things, two things that I believe will help you as you pour out to God. And listen, you guys, I, I just lived this. I mean, I literally just lived these two points, and so um, this is your tissue alert. You know, go ahead and get a tissue out. Um, I probably will be crying at certain points of this message. Um, but man, uh, these two things, I believe, will help you tremendously as you pour out your heart to God. And so number one, the first thing that I want you to do as you pour out your heart to God is, number one, remember God's faithfulness in the past. Amen? Number one, remember God's faithfulness in the past. Um, we're going to take a look at Psalm chapter 42. Most scholars believe that this was David as well, and he had this to say in Psalm 42. He said, my tears have been my food day and night. In other words, he's been crying, I mean, every single day, every single night, while people say to me all day long, where is your God? And maybe you can relate. Maybe you're going through something, you know, very terrible. Maybe you've got some bad news. And the people around you, maybe they're not believers. And, and so their response is, well, where's your God? I mean, if God is good, then why are these bad things happening to you? Well, check out this response by the psalmist. He says, these things I, what church? Remember. I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. See, I don't know about you, but for me, every now and again, I need to remember God's faithfulness in the past as I pour out my heart to God. I mean, I find myself pouring out my complaints, you know, and, and, and I'm letting God know, hey, this is what I'm going through, this I'm upset by, why is this happening? And I need to remember, I need to recall God's faithfulness in the past, uh, just being real with you guys today, you know, just being completely honest, um, I'm a little bit, uh, or I have been this last week and even today, a, a little bit overwhelmed, you know, just with, you got Christmas around the corner and then I have gifts that I have to buy for people and I just got back from Haiti and uh, pretty much hit the ground running. We had Fuel United last Wednesday, which is our big outreach night, middle school and high school together and had to prepare for that, had to get ready for Sunday's message, you know, today and um, and then not, not only that, but then my wife, you know, this whole time while I'm gone in Haiti, she is, you know, I'm taking care of the three kiddos and changing diapers and trying to get them to bed on good time. Uh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. My wife deserves some praise. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, man, I, I came back and I mean, my wife's I'm sure is overwhelmed, but, but I'm also feeling the weight of it as well. I'm feeling like I have to all of a sudden jump into, you know, Superman mode. And I feel like there's so much weighing upon my shoulders. And it was so crazy. I'm just being honest with you guys. I mean, I try to do it all myself, right? I try to do it all myself, do the man way. You don't complain. You just, you know, tough through it. And, and God all along was just telling me, Ryan, pour out your heart to me. Talk to me. Why are you trying to do all these things? Come to me first. If you're overwhelmed, then let me know that you are overwhelmed. You know, if you're, if you're struggling, then let me know that you are struggling because I am here to help. And so as I poured out my heart to God, 
there's at some point I started to remember God's faithfulness in the past because, man, I've been overwhelmed before. I mean, I think we all have, right? We've all been overwhelmed. And I'm like, okay, well, I've been overwhelmed before, but God got me through it. You know, I've, I've, been, I've been stressed before, but God got me through it. And so as I pour out my heart to God, it's, it's, it helps to remember God's faithfulness in the past because I remember that God has gotten me here and now and praise God, and he's going to get me through the next thing as well. And so we, that's what we need to do as we pour out our hearts to God because if we've gone through it once, we're going to get through it again. Amen? Amen. Um, I wanted to also read another uh, scripture for you in Lamentations. Um, Jeremiah, he was another prophet in the Old Testament, and uh, there was a particular time in his life where he just really went through it. And he had this to say. This is his prayer. He says, The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. This next verse, maybe you can relate with. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Maybe today you feel like, you know, you, you're going through it. Or maybe in the past, there's a particular time in your past where you're saying, you know what, man, I will never forget that awful time. Maybe you're grieving over the loss of a, a loved one this morning. And you can relate. Well, Jeremiah has this to say right after that. It says, yet I still dare to hope. When? When I, say it with me, church, I remember what does he remember? Well, I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. I think there's a typo in your bulletin. It makes, make sure it says his mercies never cease. Great is thy faithfulness, God. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. You see, yet I still dare to hope when it's when I remember God's faithfulness in the past. And so I want to encourage you today to remember back, as you pour out your heart to God, remember back to the times that God has come through for you. I mean, I'm sure you can list them on a piece of paper and list them one after another of all the times that God has come through for you and God has been there for you. I mean, maybe it was a time in your life where you, you, you know, you're just really struggling and so you decided to go to God in prayer. And you're praying this prayer, and you know that there is no way this prayer could ever be answered unless it's God. And so you're pouring out your heart to God, and you know what happens? God answers the prayer, and you give him praise. Maybe it was a time in your life that it was a relationship, and this relationship needed to be healed. There needed to be restoration. And so you're praying, you're pouring out your heart to God, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, that relationship is restored. And to God be the glory. Maybe it was a time in your life where you just felt very distant from God. And so you went into your living room, you sat down with your Bible, you opened it up. Maybe you don't normally do this, but whatever page it opened up to, you began to read the verse that was there, and you began to pour out your heart to God. And you know what happened? God spoke to you, and it was as if Jesus himself was in the room and he was sitting right next to you. Maybe it was a time in your life when it was a sermon, and this certain sermon by this preacher, I mean, it seemed as though there was nobody else in the whole entire room, and the pastor, and, and specifically God, was speaking directly to you, and it was almost as if this message was for you and you alone. Remember back to all the things that God has done. Remember God's faithfulness in the past. You see, whenever I pour out my heart to God, and I lay out all my complaints, at some point, at some point, I start remembering God's faithfulness in the past, and it helps me in the present. You see, I remember when I didn't believe in God. I remember when I was 10 years old, and I would call myself an atheist, 
And my mom walked into my room and asked me, Ryan, would you like to pray? And I'm like, all right, sure, why not? I'll give it a try. And as my mom was praying, as she was pouring out her heart, I remember thinking to myself, all right, God, well, if you are real, then show me through my mom's life. And then I remember, I remember seeing the transformation in my mom's life. And then that began to transform me. And I wanted that transformation. And so every Sunday I started going to church and I started raising my hand for, you know, for salvation. I'm like, yes, that's what I want. I want that salvation. And I was pouring out my heart to God and I was, I was calling out to him. So much so that probably a year later, the pastor sat down with me and said, Ryan, you, you don't have to raise your hand every week, you know? <laughs> once, once you're forgiven, you're always forgiven. <laughs> Past, present, and future. I remember packing up my car and, and driving to Colorado because I felt a calling, and that's the best way I can describe it, a pulling towards Colorado, where I wanted to start churches who start churches who start churches here in this beautiful state. And I remember packing up my car and drive, driving towards the mountains. And all of a sudden at 3 a.m., I'm in the middle of the desert. I'm looking around. I have no cell phone service. And I start worrying, man, what happens if my car breaks down? And so what did I do? I started to pour out my heart and say, God, please help me. You know? And I started to reach out to him. And I remembered all God's faithfulness in the past. And that helped me to get through that moment because God did get me safe here in Colorado. And then I remember... Praying every day and every year for my perfect future wife. And I absolutely don't deserve her. It's by the grace of God. And I poured out my heart and I let God know my, where I was at and what I was feeling. And man, if you don't believe in miracles today, I have the miracle upon all miracles that I want to share with you today. You can be a believer because if a woman like this would marry a man like that, There is a God. (laughs) Amen? Come on, let me have it. Amen. (laughs) And then I remember each of our kids. I remember my first daughter. You know, my wife was pregnant. And I remember the fear that came over me. I remember the worry. My dad was uh, in and out of my life. And so because of that, I felt like I wasn't going to be a good father. And it was cool because I poured out and I let God know how I felt. I remembered all God's faithfulness in the past. And then, and then when my, my daughter was born, she was placed on my wife's chest. And it was almost as if God was just assuring me, hey, you're going to be okay. My daughter reached out and she grabbed my little pinky finger. And I knew that she would love me. I knew I was going to be okay. My second child, Gannon, at 20 weeks. Sorry, guys. I told you. Get your tissues. <laughs> um, at 20 weeks, we found out... Um, or we were told by the doctors our son wasn't going to make it. We were told that he had cysts all over his kidneys and that he'd be lucky enough to live throughout the rest of the pregnancy. And so we were told by the doctors, hey, you know what, you should just abort, you know, the child. Um, Or they, uh, they also had us prepare a stillborn delivery plan. And we continued to pray every single day. We believed in God. We believed that God would come through. And so we prayed every single day. And then he was born at 37 weeks, and my wife cried out, somebody help him, and somebody did help him. And it was our heavenly father, because God is good, and he's watching over us at all times. And then our third child, yes, I got another story. I remember, I remember, just this last December, while I was on staff here, I taught on Sunday, and then this happened on the Monday following it. 
My wife had a routine appointment at the doctor at 35 weeks. She went in, and all of a sudden, she stopped breathing. And they had to put an oxygen mask over her mouth. And I remember bowing down and just getting on my knees and just praying and just pouring out my heart to God. And for two hours, I prayed those prayers to my wife. I prayed those prayers to God. And sure enough, we have three healthy kids today. I have a healthy wife and everything is good because God came through and God is faithful. Gosh, I need a tissue up here. <laughs> well, as I remember God's faithfulness in the past, you guys, what does it do? It helps me to trust him, right? Because then I could see all the times that God has got me through. He's our refuge. He is safe to go to. And so, so for some of you today, I want to encourage you, just cry out to God. Cry out to God. Let, let him have it. I mean, lay out your complaints. Let them know exactly where you're at in life as an act of worship. God wants to hear from you. Maybe there's something today you don't understand. Maybe you feel distant from God. Maybe you're saying, you know what? Yeah, God, if you are good, then why are these things happening? Guys, I encourage you, pour out to God. And as you do, remember all that God has brought you through. The second thing, second thing I wanted to, to give you guys today to help you as you are pouring out your heart to God is this, to trust in God's power for your future. So we don't want to just remember God's faithfulness in the past, because when you do that, it actually leads to this, and you begin to trust in God's power for your future. Go ahead and turn your Bibles with me to Psalm 102. Um, I'm going to read one more psalm this morning, and uh, the psalmist here it's a prayer of, uh, more or less, he's overwhelmed uh, with trouble. And so he's crying out, he's pouring out his heart to God. And we're going to start in verse 1. Psalm 102, verse 1. It says this, Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my plea. Ever been there? I know I have. God, please hear this prayer. Please listen to me. Bend down, or excuse me, uh, uh, verse 2, don't turn away from me in my time of distress. Bend down to listen and answer me quickly when I call to you. Verse 5 goes on to say, because of my groaning, I am reduced to skin and bones. Verse 7, I lie awake, lonely as a solitary bird on the roof. And maybe you found yourself in, in these type of situations where you just are losing sleep over it. You're so worried, you're so stressed. You can't even fall asleep. Verse 8, my enemies taunt me day after day. They mock and curse me. And then I love this in verse 12. This is when the prayer turns. This is when he's, you know, he's laying out all the complaints, and then all of a sudden it stops, and he reminds himself of four words. And these four words are so powerful, you guys. It's a sermon all in itself. And the, it's these four words. But you, O Lord. Let me say that again. But you, O Lord. Can you guys say that with me one third time? But you, O Lord, will sit on your throne forever. Your fame will endure to every generation. He will listen to the prayers of the destitute. He will not reject their pleas. You see, some of you today, you're going to have a but you, O Lord moment. That as you pour out your heart to God, as you pour out your heart and you just let him know exactly how you feel and you're just being real with God, at some point you're going to stop complaining or start, stop you know, going with all the different things that you want God to hear about and then you're going to say, but you, O oh Lord. 
I mean, maybe today you're hurt. Maybe today you're experiencing some kind of hurt in your life, and so you're pouring out your heart to God. You say, God, I'm hurt. I don't understand why this is happening. I mean, why why is this going on? But you, oh Lord, and you remind yourself, and you begin to trust in God's power for your future. Or maybe, you know, you're not alone. Maybe you just simply don't understand something that you're going through. God, I don't understand. Why is this happening to me? But you, O Lord, know all things, and you are in control, and you sit on the throne forever. God, I can't do it. There's no way that I can do this. But you, O Lord, can. You can do it. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through you, Jesus, who strengthened me. See, some of you will have that but you, O Lord, moment today, or maybe it's tomorrow. You see, in the middle of you pouring out your heart, this is what takes place. You remember who you're talking to, right? You remember that you're talking to the creator of the universe, the one who created everything, the one who created you. And that's why you begin to trust in God's power for your future. So you guys, when that happens, this is in your notes. This is so good. At some point, at some point through your prayer, you're going to push through the pain to the point of praise. At some point, you're going to push through the pain to the point of praise. And I want to share with you a story where I literally just lived this in my life. As you guys know, I went to Haiti, you know, just this past week, and I wanted to share a picture with you real quick of myself. Um, these are four, four orphan girls that were at the orphanage there at the school that we visited. Um, their names, uh, bottom right, um, that's Esta. Um, bottom left, that's Naika. Um, there, kind of in the middle, that's Genesis, and then up top, that's Sarah. And you guys, uh, when we we're saying goodbye, I mean, every single day we're on a Haiti mission trip, we would go to this orphanage, and there were nine orphans total, so there were four girls, five guys, and we'd spend time with them. We got to see them open their shoe boxes, we got to see the joy on their faces, you know, we got to, uh, you know, try to learn some Creole and be able to relate with them. Well, on the very last day, very last day, they came up to us, and they were saying this word that we didn't know what it meant. And so we asked one of the other Haitians, and, and that Haitian informed us, no, they, they weren't saying goodbye. What they were saying was a cry for help. They were saying, help me. In the Creole language, that was a, a word that means, man, like, this is an emergency. Please save me. And so, you guys, I found myself there, you know, laying in bed that night. I could relate with the psalmist verse where I just, I couldn't sleep. And I began just to pour out my heart to God began to lay out all my complaints and say, God, why is this happening? Why am I so blessed? And why do they have to live without a father or a mother? Why is that happening? Where are you, God? And see, you guys, as I was doing that, I lived this sermon. I started to remember on God's faithfulness in the past. I remember how God was always there for me. God never left me. He was always there. He is faithful even when we are faithless. And then that turned into me then trusting in God, not just for my own future, but, but for their future. And so you better believe I'm going to be back. I want to go visit them. But now I have this peace because I'm trusting in God. I'm like, God, you're in control. You're on the throne forever. And God, you're a good God, and I know that you're going to take care of them. And so I began to pour out my heart and say, God, please provide a home for them. Please, God, be there with them. God, I pray that you would take care of them. And here's the coolest part. God listens. And in that moment, it became an act of worship, you guys. It became an act of worship as I was laying there, realizing who is on the throne, who is in control. 
And you know what? Um, we're going to do that right now as, as a church as well. Can you guys go ahead and stand with me as well? Um, my heart today, you guys, is that we would all, as we go into this next song of worship, that we would pour out our hearts to God. I encourage you, be real. Be real with Him. Remember everything that God has brought you through. Don't take any of it for granted. And trust in God's power for your future. Amen? Amen. Let's worship. Heavenly Father, God, we pour out our hearts to you today as an act of worship, God. And Father, as we do, Lord, we remember everything that you've done in our lives. Jesus, we remember you. And we remember, Lord, how you died on the cross for our sins. And Lord, may we never take that for granted. God, we also trust in your power. You're on the throne, God. You are in control. We put our trust in you, Lord. As we continue in an attitude of prayer today, I know that in a room this size, there are probably some of you that just need prayer. Maybe you're hurting, maybe you're, you feel alone, you're just struggling, you feel very much like myself, overwhelmed. I just wanna pray for you real quick. Can you just simply just raise your hand if you would like to receive prayer? Awesome, praise God, hands all over the room. God, you see our hands. Father, you know and you see our hearts. God, we pour out to you. God, may you help us through whatever it is, Lord, that we are going through today. May you continue to be our God and give us assurance, Lord. Not just as a salvation, God, but that you love us, that you care for us. You are our refuge, Lord, and so to you, God, we run to. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus, in advance for your strength, God, to get through whatever it is we are going through today. As we continue in the attitude of prayer, I know some of you, maybe you don't have a relationship with God today. See, for you, I mean, before you can pour out your heart to God, your first pouring out of your heart to God should be one asking for forgiveness. Should be one asking for, for God to come into your life, to, to be your savior. And so if that's you, I just want you to repeat this simple prayer after me. And there's nothing special about the words. It's your heart and the faith you put behind it that make this, this a great prayer to the Lord. And just pray something like this. Heavenly Father, I confess I'm not perfect. I'm a sinner, and I need you, God. Will you please come into my life? Will you be my God? Will you be my Savior? Will you help me to live for you from this day forward? If that was you and you prayed that prayer this morning, I want to pray for you specifically. Can you just simply just raise your hand and say, yes, I prayed that prayer, accepting Jesus into my heart. I see your hand way up top. God bless you. Praise God. Anyone else? I see your hand over here. Praise God. God bless you. See your hand. Hands all over the room. Let me pray for you real quick. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the hands that were raised. God, today we celebrate because, God, more lives and more souls have been added to the kingdom, Father. But, Lord, I pray that it wouldn't just stop there. Instead, God, I pray, Lord, that, Father, you would continue to be with them. Help them to grow closer to you, God. Help them to know you more. And, God, help them, Lord, to pour out their hearts to you daily. That, Father, it would be a real relationship that would exist between them and you. Praise you, God. Thank you so much, Lord, for all the decisions that were made here this morning. We praise you, God. We lift this all up in your name, Lord Jesus. And everybody says, amen. 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 Can we celebrate awesome. decisions for Christ this morning? Amen. Amen. You guys can be seated for a moment. You know, I tell the guys that teach uh, here at Orchard Church that a message from the heart will speak to the heart. Amen? 
And wasn't that a heartfelt message this morning from Ryan? Can we just show our appreciation? Did a great job. I just really appreciate his heart so much. Love having him and Stephanie and their family as a part of the team here at Orchard Church. They're doing an incredible job. Hey, if you made a decision for Christ just now and you, you raised your hand and said, I prayed that prayer, I meant it, came from my heart, I accepted Christ, please let us know about that. Um, that's the most important decision you could ever make in all of eternity. And so we want to pray for you by name. We want to send you a little book in the mail. It's called Seven Steps to Joy that will help you in your walk and new journey with Christ. So let us know about that on your connection card drop it in the offering bucket when it goes by so we can get that book to you. If you're a first-time guest at Orchard Church, thanks so much for being our guest today. Uh, we hope we've been as much a blessing to you as you've been to us by choosing to worship with us today. Hopefully you took some time to fill out that guest connection card uh, that's in your newsletter. Uh, you can drop that in the offering bucket when it goes by. We're not interested in, in your money at all, first-time guest today, but we are definitely interested in getting to know you. And so give us your contact information. We'll send you a thank you note in the mail and a free gift from our church just thanking you for for being our guest. If you're new to Orchard Church today or recently and I haven't had the chance to meet you personally, I would love to do so as pastor here at Orchard Church. I'll be hanging out in the courtyard by the white tent. And so come by and introduce yourself today. I would love to meet you. Um, in just a moment, as we receive our gifts, your cards, get your cards ready, uh, what you put on your cards, your verses, your prayers, drop those in the offering bucket as we're going to pour those into the foundation probably even this week. And we're looking forward to doing that. That's going to be awesome. Uh, so you can participate in that as well. Uh, next Sunday, we're going to close out our four-week series called Come to Worship. We've talked about lifting our hands in worship, bringing our gifts in worship, today pouring out our hearts in worship. Next week, we're going to talk about bowing our knees in worship. You know, in this culture, bowing is not something we do on a regular basis. It's kind of different and foreign to us, but I believe this with all of my heart. The moment we're in the presence of our God and Creator, we're all going to fall on our knees in worship. You all believe that, church? We are absolutely... So we're going to talk about what it means to have the the posture of bowing on our knees in worship next week. Um, it's Christmas Sunday. It's the Sunday right before Christmas, so it's a great opportunity to bring your friends, co-workers, and neighbors uh, to Orchard Church. So pick up at the host table some invite cards and things like that, and let's fill this place up uh, next week as we do that. So right now, we are going to worship the Lord through our tithes and offerings because we want to be a church who gives first because we have a give first God. Amen? We want to save second. It creates healthy margin in our lives, and then we want to live on the rest, and that helps us to be content. Paul said, I've learned whatever state I am to be content. So we're going to worship through our tithes and offerings right now. We're also going to check out what else is going on around here at Orchard Church. Love you guys. Hey everyone, I'm Elise. Here's what's happening at Orchard Church. It's December and our Christmas Eve services are coming up. This year we'll have five services at two, 3, 4, 5, and 6 p.m. right here at Prairie View High School. It will be an experience for the whole family. As you leave today, make sure to pick up some invite cards and give them out. This will be an incredible opportunity to invite your friends and family to experience what Christmas is truly all about. Due to having five Christmas Eve services, we will not be having any services on Christmas Day. Also, to allow our amazing volunteers a Sunday off to spend time with their families, we will not be having any services on New Year's Day. Be sure to mark your calendars and enjoy that weekend with your friends and family. If you recently began attending Orchard Church and want to know more about us, we would like to invite you to our Starting Point class. At Starting Point, you will find out what Orchard is all about, where we are headed, and how you can get connected. It's a great place to start. Our next class will be on Sunday, January 8th at 9.50 a.m. in room B118. 
Just sign up on your connection card today. As a church, we're experiencing some amazing growth and we want to continue to see people connect, but we have a big need. We need you to host a small group. This can be an incredible opportunity and experience for you. Check this out. I'm Tom. Hi, I'm Valerie. And we've been coming to Orchard since March of this year. I think the thing that's really blessed me is is how much, how how quickly and how close our group has become in the short time that we've been meeting together. Um, these are all people that we didn't know and they didn't know us and nobody knew each other within the group. You get that time of just talking to each other and just getting to know each other instead of just doing the Bible study and running out. And then we do our little video and the discussion group that we have, the discussions that we have is so amazing. You know, a lot of people are, are, are hesitant to open up their home. And um, if we follow the scripture in the sense that we're stewards of everything that God gave us, it's not ours anyway. So if you're being a good steward of what he's given you, you need to open your home. Um, you know, it's his anyway. Let him use it for his honor, for his glory. It's really, really easy to do. The little 10 minute video and just to answer the questions, anybody can do it. You know, it's not like you have to have a degree to be able to do it. It's easy. If you would be willing to host a small group this coming spring semester, just simply fill out the small group host insert in your newsletter and drop it off in the offering bucket. This is the end of our service today. Thanks so much for worshiping with us. Have a great day and we'll see you next week.